Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the One Point Safety Show with myself, Scott Hartley, and my glorious co-host, Scal Sandy. How are you, mate? You alright, buddy? Uh, good man, good. Um, how are you doing? How's the holiday? Good. It's, it's going well. It's still hot, as you can probably see. I am um, a bit shiny, shiny from the aloe vera. The sun is still shining in here. It's about 27 um, degrees and it is quarter past eight at night, so it's still very, very hot. Getting up to about the mid thirties now, so um, yeah, it's uh, it's boiling season for me. So when you've got fair hair, ginger, and a fat belly, it's not ideal uh, ideal weather to be walking around. But yeah, it's all good, mate. It's all good. Another few days back home on Sunday, so um, yeah, not too bad. Hey, man. So we'll get into then a bit of news, I suppose, this week. There has been a fair bit of news this week. It's continuation of training camp, really ramping up towards the start of the season. I mean, football's back tonight. There's the Hall of Fame game on tonight. I don't know if you're going to get a chance to watch that or give that a little bit of a watch. I'm not sure what time it actually starts, to be that fair. That game's probably be horrible, man. Like, only the starters. It won't be the starters, most likely. I mean, is it the Jets versus the Browns? Is that who it is tonight? I think it is, yeah. Jets versus Browns on that Hall of Fame game. So, not too... Yeah, it's not too great, to be honest with you. But we'll start with a bit of off-field news then. And, I mean, this goes into your sizzle. So we've got a special guest to announce the sizzle. So we'll hand over to Iron Mike Tyson. Go for sizzle, baby. (laughs) Hope hope everybody heard that, by the way, on the thing. (laughs) Yeah, let's hope so. Let's see where it goes. But, yeah, yeah, obviously, for me, how much of an idiot have you got to be to be Jamin Davis right there? I mean, first-round pick. Hasn't really, you know, endeared us to the fans because he doesn't really produce too much. And all he's been doing is producing fucking ticket after ticket, speeding. And and now and you know he's also part of the, you know, the the um, the disease every nightmare that happened. You know, so horrible what happened to to his his missus. Doing ridiculous speeds. I think it was like 114 and a 60. Yeah, so I've got it here for a bit of background. I mean, his his first charge. He was charged with reckless driving, 89 and a 65, back on 19th of December 2021. Um, it was reduced to an infraction, and he paid a fine of $150. Um, and this was obviously four days prior to the DeShaver Everett um, tragedy that happened. He was in the car in front, actually, he was in front of DeShaver Everett, and the one behind had Benjamin St. Juice in it. Um, obviously, this time round, it was 114 mile an hour in a 45 mile an hour on uh, zone on March the 28th, 2022, and that was just after one 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 p.m. in the afternoon. Afternoon scouts. I mean, what, what are you doing? You know yeah, exactly what is he doing? I mean, I mean, I understand a bit of fun, a bit of a laugh with the lads, but the thing is, though, you 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 know, you're multi-millionaires, you're worth millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you've got to be sensible. You got you got you got to, you can't be stupid like these guys are doing. Uh, you're bound to I mean, get caught. You're bound to get caught at that kind of speeds in a, in a, in a, such a such a um, you know a, a slower area. So it must be a built up area where he was. Yeah, I mean, I've heard I've heard B. Mitch and Finley talking about him. They were saying it's next to a school. Um, you know, I mean? yeah, it's one in the afternoon. afternoon, dude. No. What are you doing? You know, 
it's just ridiculous, man. It's like absolute stupidity. You should have went to jail then. I no, mean, it's funny. No, I know, it's I know fun- they probably, um, you know, he got his lawyers involved probably and, and you know, mm. appealed everything. And that's why it's taken like a year before getting over it, getting to it now. But the thing is, it's like he should have been, he should have done his time and just that's it, done. You know, he, and I think he deserves jail. He shouldn't, he shouldn't get out of it. In my mind. No, I mean, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Everyone I mean, deserves kind of- You know, but second... Second time though, in a row, I was like, nah, mate, nah, it's just ridiculous, man. And he just Especially, got four days before. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It's like, mate, don't you understand? You just got caught for speeding literally less than a week ago, and then you decide to go speeding down the motorway, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it was four days before the Jachet's Reverit thing, so, but even so, you think when, when you watch that yeah, and you see it. that happening, you know what's going on, yeah. and you think to yourself then... It four days before for speeding. That's what I mean, yeah. And then he goes, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll go, now I'll, I'll just go even further. I'll just push the boat even more and go 114. Ridiculous, man. Absolute shit. It is. I mean, Canada Mike's put a point up on this, and one of his questions was, should we terminate Jamie Davis' contract, or is it more boys will be boys? I mean, for me, it's it's going to be difficult to terminate his contract. I think the NFL is going to get involved here. I mean, it is, he's, not the, he's not the only person within the NFL who's been done for speeding recently. There's been quite a few cases of obviously reckless driving and speeding. I actually think they really do need to get a grip of this and get a grip of it quite hard. From, from the Virginia area as well, you've just gone down for about 10 days, I think, for speeding. I don't yeah, know, mate. I mean, very harsh on it as well. So They are, yeah. So, so he's definitely getting some jail time. It just depends how much. Now, obviously, the maximum is 12 months, which he's not going to get 12 months. We know that. He didn't injure mm-hmm. anybody, even though really he's, he's directly involved with that the shades of problem, but anyway, but he's, he didn't actually injure anybody, didn't cause anyone to die, anything like that. That's why he's been able to walk around freely the past year. But the judge rejected eight days because he offered eight yeah, days. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So he offered, he offered eight days, eight wasn't days for you. If you let me offer the rest, and he's like, no. So obviously he's going to get, in my opinion, he's going to get at least 30. Yeah, well, interestingly enough, I mean... It was dismissed. I mean, the actual the case itself, I've read, read round through. Bear in mind, this is just a Washington Post report, so I can't really um, take it as 100% that is what happened until you see what's written on the county court paper. But he got a $2,500 fine um, and 30-day suspended sentence. So if you've got that already suspended, then you've appealed that sentence and said, no, I'm appealing that, and you pleaded not guilty, I mean, what are you doing? You're doing 114 and you're pleading not guilty and you've been been caught. caught, You know, with a gun and everything. It's just ridiculous, man. So you might by the the speed gun, not with it, not with a gun. Yeah, yeah. By the speed gun. gun. It's the only guns we have. Uh, Correct. But yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it's a mad one because if he's tried to obviously plea bargain and say, look, you know, I'll give you eight days. And he's already had suspended for 30 and the judge just told him to ram it, basically. You're not getting away with that eight days. What is he going to be in for? And how will this affect him moving forward into the season? I mean, he's not probably going to get to... I mean, likelihood is if he's got a good enough lawyer, he might get to pick when he does the time, which hopefully will be after the season. But he might not. He might not. It's going to be coming up. It's going to be before the season. I think. I think he's going to be missing, you know... Probably Junior misses games here. I think he misses games because he won't be fit. Wow, be available, but he won't be match fit because he'll lose all his match sharpness. So he's definitely going to be um he's he's definitely going to miss some time um in the season because I don't think these guys are going to leave another year to do him. 
I just can't. I can't see it. And as you said before, if he's actually appealed it and said he's not guilty when he's being caught, really, he should get even longer because you're wasting well, the court's time. Well, that's why it's going to trial. And I mean, the trial hearing was apparently today. I mean, we don't know exactly what time that was. He was training Tuesday and Wednesday. We're not sure whether he was at training today, obviously, with that hearing in place. The team has said there was... What do you think he was actually at the, the courthouse today, wasn't he? Yeah, team have said that they'll support him um, throughout this process. He found guilty. He just... Don't forget, man, this guy's meant to be a military guy. This is what Ron Rivera said at the start when we first yeah. got this guy. When we reached, I know. Because he was a reach, let's face it. He was a reach. He was, yeah. Um, you know, talented player, you know, raw. But he's got, you know, he had the attributes. Okay, fair enough. But it's like, no, he's a military guy. He's going to be solid in the community. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be all, you know, right down the middle. Obviously, he's not, is he? He's an idiot with a, behind the car, so, uh, behind the car wheel, so... You know, it's um, yeah, man. I've I've got no I've got no sympathy. If he goes down for sixty days, ninety days, I I've got no sympathy for him. So I'm like, mate, two in a row. It's not like one. Everyone, I think everyone deserves. You, know, you made one mistake. You pay. Well, we're fine. Whatever, fine. But second time, mate. Nah, you're just an idiot now. And that's it. Yeah, and when you think about it, really, it's three incidents, isn't it? If you include the disabled, the show every incident in yeah. there as well. You would think someone dying, especially when it's one of his teammates who's seen what's happened and what happened to him going through the trial, you would think I would give a shit at that point. You know what I mean? I'd be like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. I need to, I need to kind of shape up, but I don't know what, I can't remember what car he drives. If you listen to JP's um, podcast, the Beltway, um, Beltway football podcast, they were talking about, I think he drives like a Maserati or something like that. Oh, and yeah, this kid's, he, he's made $9 million, he's, he's made $9 million. In, in the space of like what three seasons and well, has he really showed that he's not available I'll tell you that They're that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be an interesting couple of couple of weeks to find out what's happening with him I think it's absolutely stupid I think it's ridiculous of what he's done um, as you said I think everyone's entitled to have a second chance um, but I think when you're when you're on your third yeah, chance already punishment simple as that and I think the NFL will get involved here you mentioned nine million in his past two years, whoever it is. There you go. Yeah. What's a two and a half grand fine? That's like me, like dropping a like literally one pence or you know. One it's pence. like a tenner for us, isn't it? Not even it's that. Like <laughs> one pence for us, you know. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Like you know, I understand that that's the standard fees because obviously normal speed is normal people two and a half grand is a lot of money, you know. But mm-hmm. for him, that's it's nothing. So I think when these guys are in that kind of corner, you should get hit properly. Hundred grand fine. You know what I mean? Like that, that really wake him up two and a half grand fine. That's like I just spend that on somebody's shoes last week. You know what I mean? That's the kind of that's the kind of thing that you would be like if you're a millionaire. Yeah, I know it's it, it is crazy, and I mean the team have said they'll support him. I don't think we'll end up suspending him. I don't think we'll end up. There may be some sort of internal disciplinary hearing, but fine, I, I I also think the NFL will get severely involved here as well, and he he could end up missing game time just through suspension through the NFL. I think. Because obviously, as I said before, he's not the only person who's been done for this over the off season. So it'll be interesting to see how they grip this moving forward. How the NFL stay out of this one because obviously we've had enough of them. Fuckers, Ben Goodell being involved in our team. I know, I know. But just when you think it's getting onto the things that you'd like to see yeah. off the field, you think you're not the yeah, off the field I mean, drama's gone, and here we are again. This is what annoys me about him. It's because, like, look, man, he knew. This happened. This happened like a year, eighteen months ago. Yeah, yeah. See what I mean? Eighteen months ago, that this would this would have found like underneath because obviously Dan Snyder was the problem. 
So what mm-hmm. you think would have went under the radar? Now, because he did like he delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. Now it's at prime time when the fans are actually giving a shit again and coming back involved. And I was like, oh shit! Now I'm now I'm, I'm the bad guy. I'm the only bad thing that's going on here now at the moment. You know, he's exactly. really fucked himself, man. He really has. Yeah. So anyway, oh, I mean, on to other news. Really, there's been a bit of injury news. Um, David Bader, the defensive tackle, who is the internet on the international player pathway. I think this is actually his final season. I don't think he has a spot. Um, you know, we used to get a spot for an international player as an extra, an extra outside. Of yeah, an, an extra outside of the fifty-three. I don't think he gets one this year. I think he's actually just a general um, player, as it's known. He's torn his triceps in both arms. Uh, in practice on Wednesday, which is just crazy. It's weird though, isn't it? Because obviously you mentioned it, um, obviously off air, that it's that machine where you push up, you know, against... against yeah, where you push forward, yeah. Push forward on the field. Um, but he must have done that for real, probably thousands of times, never torn his triceps, and all of a sudden, he tears his triceps, you know what I mean? It's, it's just... Both, strange injury, very strange injury. Both arms, madness, that thing. Really so he's gone to IR, I believe, already. Under the Washington team, he, he might be the last we see of him. But anyway, he's been a he's been a serviceable guy. He's came in at spots during the season. He has played some snaps, but probably didn't work out the way you wanted him to work out. And, and at the end of the day, you're asking a guy who's never played this level of football, never never played college football, nothing. You need a guy from Germany. Who's come in and decided? Yeah, I'll try and give it a whirl. And he's he's done okay, you know. He's done all right, but he's 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 not. He's probably bottom end of the roster anyway. So if this is the last, always been bottom of the roster. Yeah. If this is the last time we see see of him, best of luck to David. Hope he goes on and does well. I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, you mentioned that it's that international pathway and it's that extra spot. Like, let's face it, if that wasn't available. He wouldn't have made the 53 anyway. No chance. Well, he was 54, wasn't it? But yeah, he wouldn't have made it anyway, irrespective. So he, he was always a practice. He was also a practice squad guy, wasn't he? And then he, he uh, maybe he was kind of like on the embers of you know right at the end of the team, and you know yeah. just about making it sometimes back, back the squad again. You're one of those dudes that wasn't good enough to play every week, but then wasn't really bad enough to cut. You know those type things. So. Yeah, we won't yeah, that's it. But hopefully he heals well and you know gets back into the game if he can. I hope so. And the other injury we've had on that we've had confirmed is that um, Sadiq Charles has a calf injury. He's dealing with a um, a small left calf strain, is what it's being put down as. I mean, you've called it. You've you've called it the last two weeks. Yeah, you can't you can't malign this guy's health. That's the problem. And there's, and there's always low limb injuries as well, by the way, with Sadiq. Yeah. Uh, he's, had a lot, he's had a lot of calf problems before. Um, now, I understand, you know, if you're feeling it, you don't want to push through and force it in pre-season. Fair enough. But the thing is that when it comes to the game, the first game or second game, he's going to be out. And we've got... I mean, yeah. this ball, who actually, by all, my, um, by all means, yesterday had a really good day. Um, yeah. Which is great. We, want to be, we need to see that. We need to see him really produce and stand out. Um, because let's face it, Shadiq Charles, he, he's just not going to be fit. Like, you, you can put him a starter all you want. He's just not going to be available. Um, so, exactly. You know, he's, and that's the unfortunate thing. He just can't stay healthy. So, um, 
you know, I'm looking at Paul, but I need to be looking somewhere else as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, we'll I think we'll come on to that a little bit in, in, in a little bit later on. I mean, I so training camps, training camps carried on then, Scouts. We're into our ninth practice, I think, today. Um, pads are back on. This is like the third day of pads, I think. Um, obviously, well, last week... I think today is um, not a non-pad day. Was it a non-pad day today? I can't. Yeah, I couldn't remember what today pads, was. And the day off, well, no pads, and then back in tomorrow. Back in, okay. That's how they're working, is it? Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I know, I know you're only allowed a certain few number of padded practices, aren't you? That's yeah, the thing. You know, the that the bargain agreement, or you want to call it, you know, for the uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. From the NFLPA, I, I mean, it's ten thousand people there. You know, the other day, like um, unbelievable the weekend watching a practice that you can see the difference between what it was last year and what it was this year. It's just created a massive buzz. The sales created this massive buzz. 10,000 people out there. I mean, apparently it was absolutely roasting and fair play if you went to training camp, if any of our American friends are listening to this or anyone who is out there at the moment and is attending training camp, fair play to you for going out and watching that because that is ridiculously hot. And to be sat in them stands for that long, um, but apparently it all went well. You know, they had buses on, bussing people from Dulles into yeah. um, into the yeah, into the practice fun. area. Free buses for, for the for the fans to get over there, and you know, Josh Harris you know, straight away. You know, making an effort. It's the small things that we. Of course, it is. You know what I mean? It's the small things. It is like it is those things like getting a bus free. You know. Um, you know, an air conditioned buses as well, come to Deuce. Because Deuce said, Yeah, I heard that Deuce. Yeah, Deuce heard Deuce on the Burgundy zone. Shout out to Deuce. Little things, man. It's little things. And obviously, the stands as well, and the bleachers and, and things you can sit down and, and you know, actually enjoy watching them practice. You know, and, and I think that it's little things what makes a big, it makes a great start. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's, it's not, it's not rally captain and Chris Bryant just sat there in a couple of deck chairs as, <laughs> yeah, it, was, exactly. as it was last year. You know what I mean? Like, go on, guys. Woo. Maybe a couple hundred people there, max, maybe. Last year. Yeah, not, not even that. I and I mean, content creators probably, you know what I mean? Just trying to get that's them. true. That's that's true. And I mean, we had, we had even that national media um, yesterday there. We had Kay Adams there, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, I mean, shout out, even though she always bits us to shreds normally. Yeah, shout out to Josh Taylor. I hope you got your uh, content there, buddy. That's his queen. That's his queen. Where were you, Josh? I thought we were going to meet and all this. Did you watch? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Papa told him he wasn't there. He brought a beat. He's gutted, but there you go. But yeah, I mean, the standouts so far then, we're looking at it, we've got some standouts that stood out really, really well in um, in training camp. And one of them is Diami Brown. You know, Diami Brown's come on. We're hearing nothing but good things about Diami Brown. I did watch um, uh, I did watch um, some breakdown of his, of his throws. Adam Armstrong, obviously, on his Believe in Commanders podcast, uh, he broke down Diami Brown running across the red line that is on there. Uh, against Emmanuel Forbes, he made it quite a, quite a decent catch at the end, but it was a bit—I don't know—if if he'd have tracked the ball over his shoulders and then caught it, it was a, a walk-in touchdown. Whereas he was probably about ten yards out, and he's he's turned his body to catch it, and he's caught it like sideways on, still got his feet down, which just looks like a great a great catch. But you wanted him to to just take that position and just run. Do you know what I mean? And be like, right, I've got that route. I can trust Sam Howell's arm. And know where I'm going, but it seems to be a big connection back from Sam Howe to Diami Brown, which is great to see. They've obviously had that college connection, but well, it looks like it's it's there to stay. Thing, you know, that, he, he, I mean, let's face it, Sam um, Sam Howell's 
probably most favourite receiver. It probably is Deami Brown at this moment, um, only because of the connection over the like he's been with him for like four years, isn't he? Something like that. So, uh, so he definitely knows what he can do. But we all know that Deami Brown's a one-trick pony. He runs nine routes. That's what he does, and he's over the top, and he runs no vertical routes. That's all he can do. Now I know this season they've been looking at him and trying to do a lot more kind of you know um, crosses and the work across the middle of the field quite a lot. Um, and he's he's getting better at that. But I mean, when you watch all the videos, he still looks a little a little shaky on that cut. You know, he's going that, and then he cuts in. You've you've really he's great on the cut where he's going beyond you. You know what I mean? You're yeah. He's and then goes past you. He's good at that one, but he's not very good at kind of coming in on kind of the uh, on the in routes. So. Um, he's, he's he's improving that, but he's that's that's where his main focus has been over this preseason. Hopefully, he gets better with that going forward. So, some more um, standouts that have been Chase Young. Chase Young's been unbelievable, apparently, the, the, since he's come back. We've seen obviously his pre work, his workout videos, and all of the socials going crazy. But from what I've seen, Chase Young has been, and what I've heard, he, he's back to his normal self, which is what we want to hear. Really, you know, need to hear just that. we need to hear that. You know. Now, we've mentioned about doubts about him anyway, just because of the injuries and things. But I mean, if he if he's back to anything like, you know, even his college days, you know, we're going to be laughing this year. Um, we absolutely are. You know, and then, the, sorry, mate. Another standout is uh, B Rob. Brian Robinson's been standout. You know, we're hearing a lot of him taking catches out in the backfield as a running back. You know, he's he, he's getting into space. He's running more. You know, almost like that Atlanta touchdown where you just—I mean, do you want to be at the end of uh, end of a run from B Rob at full speed? Because I tell you what, I I'm going to be an, a DB looking at that. It's going to—you're going to get run over, um, which is fantastic to see if he's out there. And to that end, I mean, that, you know, Canada Mike's put a question in here uh, around B Rob, and he's basically said um, Robinson seems to be on fire at the moment. Do you think he'll be a top five running back in the NFC this season? NFC, um, NFC, yeah, not the NFL as a whole. So, I don't know how many in the NFC. I mean, who are outstanding, like running backs? Uh, Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Okay, yeah, McCaffrey. Uh, who else is there? Normally, say you might not even be there. Now we've got Saquon. Saquon, yeah. I mean, I was Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. You know what I mean? Like he's. he's, 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 Just a better back, you know what I mean? He um, is, yeah. Overall, but but do you think he's? Got, I think he's got the potential to get to a top, to be a top five. But I wouldn't put that kind of pressure on him, though. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Last year he got shot, so you know, twice in the leg, and he came back, and he came back playing that. <laughs> yeah. Even he said himself, came back at about 80 percent. He wasn't anything like that. What he thought he could do, you know. So um, this year you're going to see, obviously, I think a big upturn, definitely. But it's. It all depends, really, with him as well, because it isn't like like the running game. The running games, it's, it's all a team game. You know, if if the, if the defensive line can't create anything for him, he's going to be stuck. He's not going to create anything. Do you know what I mean? I understand the passes out wide and the and the shorts and all that, but the thing is that you've got Gibson for that. He's, he's more adept at that. You know, you you can see the odd pass here and there, but most it's most of those short screens are going to be for Gibson. So you're yeah. not you're going to see Bebop doing too much of that unless barring injury, of course. To to Gibson, so for me, it's all about how good your offensive line is. Can they create something for him? Can they create some gaps for him, especially second level? Now I mentioned that you know so many times over the last over the start when we first started this pod that the offensive line was awful at creating gaps and creating lanes for the running backs. So and Bebop had to run through four guys to get to five yards. You know, so 
it's as long as the as long as the offensive line can be kind of average, then I, I, I can see BYU being a top ten in, in the NFC, but I wouldn't say top five. I think that's a bit much. Yeah, I agree with you, Scouts. Um, I mean, it's it's one of them, isn't it? I think he could be a top five guy, but it's going to be very difficult for him to be. Um, in that top five there. I mean, other standouts this week have been Terry being Terry. That's Terry. Don't need to say anything. Don't need to say anything on there. No, I mean, so. And then and then if we look at the backs, um, you know, defensive backs, Benjamin St. Juice has been stood out, you know, playing and he's playing mostly in the slot, which is where they look like they want to play him. And then Forbes has been picking off passes again, you know, and he's been, he run one back for a pick six um, the other day as well. So, they're they're doing what they're doing. I mean, Forbes is the real deal, apparently. Um, from what I've what I've heard, he's, he's he's got all the intangibles. It's just about kind of you know giving some experience and playing against the big boys. Because let's face it, every receiver is is fast. You know, if if you're not fast, you're an absolute body. You know what I mean? Absolute unit. That, that, that that's the only guys you see in the NFL, isn't it? You know what I mean? Either lightning guys who like laser fast or guys who are massive and like really well built and big tall guys you, you aren't as fast but like huge that way so they're more of an aerial threat so it's going to be interesting to see what he can actually do I mean of course we're all in on him you know Ron's all in on him and you know and he, yeah he's, 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 he's in a few picks and he should do um, let's face it the defence is ahead of the offence which is understandable in training especially with yeah. the new system and we've got basically you know you could call him a rookie quarterback um, and the defense has been set up for quite some time, besides obviously Forbes and, and, and Martin. Um, but the rest of, and Barton, Barton's been playing really well in, in, yeah. in the uh, training as well. So, well, interesting enough, we talked about Jamie Davis before, but Barton's been taking all of this one snaps. So it looks like Jamie Davis is going to be the number two linebacker, which again, well, I don't think he'd be playing. I think that's probably the reason why they're not putting him in the what with the ones because I think they I think they realize that he's going to be gone for you know, let's say a couple of months probably, which means he won't be mm. available. So, probably week six, where he's even like healthy or should I say, you know, match sharp to be able to play, you know what I mean? So, um, because he's going to lose his sharpness no matter how much Jimmy it's because he's at the gym and the you know, you get the weight room in the <laughs> yeah, he's got the yard, and he yeah, exercise yard. Yeah, be doing his NFL drills though. Do you know what I mean? So, so he's going to be not sharp in that respect. So, yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, but Barton has, has impressed, especially he's he's a tackling machine. I mean, he gets caught out. Yeah, a lot. He just get caught out in coverage. But um, but him, but actually, he is a good uh, he is a good one stopper. He's just a better Cole Holcomb, isn't he? That's what he is. And being honest, he's just a better Cole Holcomb. I, I that is exactly what he is. I think he's, you know, he's, he's similar standard, but maybe slightly better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, obviously he doesn't have a mullet as well, which is always a bonus. <laughs> yeah, he's got shaved head. But one, one, one actual um, standout who's come out for the last couple of days and has done really, really well. And to that end, Christian Burt from uh, H- UK HTTC Blogs. Um, fair play to him. He's just put a blog out. So if you want to go on Google and search, uh, just put in UK HTTC and you'll find his, uh, his blogs. He's got one on the roster load down on the offensive line, which is really good, actually. If you get the chance to uh, have a read of that, don't give Christian's uh, blog a, a read. He's put a question about Mason Brooks. He said, is it another training camp legend or a legitimate offensive line find? Now, obviously, we know and what we've, what we've heard. You know, Juan Castillo was going mental the other day at a training camp saying how good he was. 
Um, he pancaked the life out of um, FAO Barda. Uh, absolutely smashed our, our boy um, to bits. And then another, another rep. As well. Yeah, he smashed Federian Mathis, I was going to say. And another rep. Uh, he got beat by John, uh, by Deron Payne. But I mean, come on. This is Deron yeah, Payne. You know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if, you know, if, you're, if you're going up against Federian Mathis, is, is would be a, start, a solid starter for most teams. You know, mm. the difference is that we've got two elites at defensive tackle. So, take on our guys. I mean, it's only going to make you better. But, I mean, if, if you can hold your own, especially for a number... Uh, uh, no, he wasn't drafted, was he? He was an undrafted guy, wasn't he? No, he's undrafted free agent out of Ole Miss, yeah. Um, he's only had one year at playing as well in college. That's right. One season, so... So he was obviously very raw. Um, and odd, oddly enough, Scouse, he is a left guard as well. So, guard, <laughs> which we'll get right onto. We'll get on, we'll get onto a little bit. He was playing right guard, but yeah, yeah. In in college, I think he's played left left tackle in college. So he's got a bit of versatility. Yeah, he's got a bit of versatility as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Ron said today on his, his presser because he got asked about him, and he was just saying, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you know, he's going really well. You know, he's obviously stood out to us a little bit, but." Also saying he's got a long way to go as well. So, so is he um, a a find? Is he a you know he could he could be a potential potential find, but um, obviously he's probably going to be. I think if the roster was done today, he'd probably be third string guard. Yeah, probably. But does he make the roster? Uh, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be very tough. I think he makes a practice squad absolutely, and he's one of them where you've got to hope that you know he makes the practice squad, then he could elevate up and down. Depending on injuries and what's happening there, but I don't think we've had an absolute solid find where we're like, right, this kid is amazing because I think you'd hear more of it. You know what I mean? You'd absolutely, you know, people would be raving about about the plays yeah, that he's getting. But you've got to give the main guys the chances, haven't you? So you've got to, of course, give you have. Paul the chance first before you're thinking about putting this lad in because so so he's going to get a lot lower sample size, isn't he? So he is, and less reps, obviously, as well. So. Normal because in the day this guy is third string, maybe even no string. If you, you know, he might even make the squad. So you got to give the supposedly your first team and your second team guy the reps first. And if they are shite, and when he does get some get some reps and he produces, then obviously he starts going to pecking order. That works. So we've had the we've had the good really, and we're not going to go onto the bad straight away. We've got a one in the middle, which is like I just call it hit and miss, and the hit and misses have been Sam Howell um, and. Uh, Gates as well at centre. Um, you know, I've been hearing hit and miss things about Gates. Some high high snaps that are too high. Some that he's just not 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 practicing. He got into a fight with Cody but, um, Barton as well, which is the first fight of the camp. I mean, fair play if they're having knocking lumps out of each other. But apparently, Eric Bieniemy had none of it, and it was over very very quickly. But uh, camp fights are camp fights. Do you know what I mean? They do happen. That's People just a competitive juices, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Of course That's... it is. Yeah, of course it is. Probably talking shit to each other, you know. Barton probably they played a good play beforehand, and Gates is not playing well. Probably pissed him off. You know what I mean? Well, apparently the chirping had been going on for a couple of days, where people are chirping, 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 till eventually that's it. They just had that's, enough. I mean, Gates Gates is a is a veteran, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's, he's not going to be happy. People need to do that though sometimes to be on the the razor sharp edge of their kind of best. Do you know what I mean? Like where they've got to be giving it large to somebody. You know, mouth like Sherman was like that, and. Yeah, he was. Yeah, the other dude we had here, Carolina guy, Swearinger. No, no, as uh, well. He was like that, and so was Norman. Josh Norman was like that Norman. as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So those guys always had to be doing that. If you told them not to do that, then you weren't the same player. 
Yeah. So maybe Barton's like that, and Gates. I think Gates is quite an aggressive character naturally. So, uh, you know, you got you got to be careful there. <laughs> but I'm not too not too happy with the way that he's being portrayed. Obviously, with the high snaps and other bits that are going on. With that, no, he needs to get that sorted. Otherwise, he will be going down the pecking order. Or correct, put him into left guard instead. And say, look, mate, your snaps aren't good enough. Go over to left guard. Then you... And then you got Stromberg, and you got um. Larson? Larson, yeah, yeah, they're the two. Well, maybe that's what they do, I don't know. They're the, oh, and obviously, Sam Howell. Sam Howell had a really good day today, and a really good day yesterday. Prior to that, mm, not a great day. It's been very hit and miss. You're going to get that. He's going to get his lumps, you know what I mean? He's going to get looks where he's like, oh, I can feed this ball, I can put this into, into a window, and it doesn't work out. We're just going to have to deal with that. What I've read is that, and what I've watched and things, is like he tends to get when he gets tired, he gets lazier. Yeah, with his feet. That's it. And when he does that, that's when the ball is not as accurate, and then that's when he gets picked. So, you know, it's when he's when he's on point and he's thinking of his footwork and he's doing it properly, he looks pretty good. Um, but don't forget though, he's gonna be he's, he's gonna don't forget he's taking on a top five defense. Yeah, with a new system and first time him being the leader, so. He's, you know, if 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 he's if he's getting picked off, uh, or he's having good days and bad days, that's exactly what it should be like. It really, should yeah, be. it should be. Even yeah. Tom Brady at prime should have a good and bad day against a really good defense. Of course, you see what I mean. I so, agree with that. I, so, I do so, agree so, with so, that. So don't panic about it just yet. Just see what he's like in, in the preseason games, and how he goes into the first game. But you Correct. know, one one thing I'm not panicking. One thing I'm not panicking about scouts, and the reason I'm not panicking is the balls are not hitting the dirt. It's not last year. Balls were hitting the dirt from both Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. It was as if they didn't have a clue. Now they're not. Balls are not hitting the dirt. Do you know what I mean? It's a. Ge- I don't think it's a genuine competition for QB. I really don't think it's a genuine competition. But Jacoby Brissett's bringing him on, which is what we want to hear. Um, you know, he's being that good teammate, that loyal guy. Coach as well as a player. Um, so it's really, really. Useful from what I've seen. The kind of what I, was, I, t- the I took your advice. I watched that. I watched that advice. Uh, I w- took your advice. Watched that about Diami Brown's vlogs. Oh, did you watch them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very good. They're very good. But Jacoby was doing pretend to be like a cornerback and saying, "This is what you need to do." Just show him like what what you know what 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 the quarterback should be looking at and what they're looking for and how to deliver the ball and where it should be going at that time at that point. It's just little things like that, but makes a big difference, you know. Um, it really does. It's smart from Ron as well, because obviously everyone's going somehow this, somehow that. And then he always brings up, yeah, but don't forget Jacoby. You know, Jacoby's doing a great job. And so he's just keeping just keeping Howell on his toes, you know what I mean? And it's and it's really smart from, from Ron, really. It is. So we'll get on to the poor then. There's only one real bit of poor, and that is the battle at left guard and the offensive line as a whole. I have been hearing horrible things about this offensive line. You know, the whole of the right side got absolutely blasted. Um, yesterday in training camp, and you're thinking, hold on a minute, what's going on? I mean, I've heard Cosme's looking more comfortable at right guard, which is great, um, and, he, and he seems to be more comfortable in that position. But it's that left guard battle where we have a problem. I mean, Chris Paul is now taking all of the first team reps. Are you saying that? Um, right side got back blasted, you say, or the left side? Absolutely hammered. Absolutely hammered yesterday. Right side got blasted. Okay. But I'm more concerned about the left side as well. I've heard, you know, Charles Leno's getting pancake by Chase Young and I mean as you said we're going up against a top five defense but, elite, you, I mean, but you, you've got to play better you've got to play better than that we've got to have better performance from this offensive better line players. better players eventually going to get the better of you it's simple as that mm. it just depends how well you can hold up and can you hold up long enough and, that, and that's what it's about really 
You know, all, we I know mean, offensive line stinks. We know that. We we know we've got like maybe two talented guys there. The whole lot. You yeah. Know, it's not. It's not like, oh, you know, this this offense just needs to gel. No, no. It need it needs more <laughs> overhaul. To be honest. But, well, to that end, then, 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 Scouse, Jesse put in a question from the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. Thanks, Jesse. He said, with the offensive struggles that we've seen in camp so far, do you see any changes happening? As in the offensive line or with the offensive line? Yeah, just to the line, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there has to be. There ha- As you mentioned, they do have to play better. They do have to raise their game. Um, and if they're not good enough, well, then they're not good enough. They, should be, they shouldn't be in the squad. We need to get somebody else in who can. Um, yeah, speaking of that, that, someone else. Go on, go on, you go, mate. You go. Well, it's very difficult, though. It's very difficult because obviously they've got, we haven't got any money left, really. So you can't go there and get a big free agent. And then obviously you've got some potential young guys that mentioned that books and stuff like that. You, you, might, you might end up being good in a couple of years. You know, but that's a couple of years. What about now? We need guys now. But, and if, you know, um, Braden Daniels. Daniels. I mean, you know, to say these guys aren't inspiring confidence of like, oh, yeah. No. You know, this, this is it, you know, we, oh, it's young, it's going to get its lumps. Not like the thing about Howell, we're talking about Howell like that. We're not talking like this offensive line like that. We're thinking, no, this offensive line's bad. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, when you look at it, you know, you, you look at the sacks last season, you know, Wiley gave out nine sacks last year, right? That's what I meant to you. That was our offensive, you no, know, our, our big free agent acquisition, right? So we got him. We got an injury prone Cosme. Let's be honest, he's always injured in, in that team. In a, in a brand new position as well. In a position. I mean, he's played guard a little bit, but yeah, he probably will. Yeah, yeah, but... and then the and then you've got the the centers. You know, you've got Nick Gates, who's obviously not used to snapping because of snapping is shocking. So, you know, that's not great. Then you've got your left guard, who obviously Sadiq Charles, as we mentioned many times, the guy's too injury prone. You just cannot, you just cannot kind of rely on him to be there more than one or two games before he goes out injured again. That's just how he is. And Chris Paul, again, the unproven guy. You don't really know what he's about, really. I mean, he's got some talent, maybe. But but is that going to be good enough to stop, you know, Nick Bosa running at you? you? See what I mean? Like, no, it's not. He's, he's going to run right through those guys. Like, they're not the Kayvon Thibodeau coming at you. No, those guys are going to destroy these. And the problem is that then you've got Leno, who's you probably see the most senior guy and probably the best yeah. lineman you've got. He, he had a nightmare season last year. Lost loads of confidence because he played alongside absolute dog shit Norwell. And then... That's mad, man. I mean, it's 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 that is a raw off, offensive line, man. It really is. It is, and I mean, I, I've been I've been saying this for weeks, and now people in the media are starting to pick up on it. There are veteran free agents who are out there. We do have a slight bit of money, not a huge amount, but like Dalton Reisner went to visit the Vikings and he wasn't signed. So either he's wanting too much money. Yeah, he wants too much money, doesn't he? Yeah, he maybe he does want too much money. No, he wanted a job. He, he... So they surely would have offered him if he wasn't injured. I mean, do you, do you hang about then and wait until the fifty-three, you know, well, till till we I get to cut downs? Where, I think that's where you're going to see Ron do his job. Because oh, okay, Leno, he did that with Leno as well. You know, so I can definitely see him looking at left guard. You know, for definite after the fifty-three, after the final cuts. Yes, it's it's going to be mad because it's going to be a. Anything we just don't know is going to be available. We don't know. Yeah, you've got no idea. You've got no, no idea. idea, do you? Just got to hope that some guy land that falls. You know, he gets caught oh. for a reason. I mean, you could you, you could look at it two ways, scouts. You could go two ways here. You could have a a genuine like last minute cut, and it ends up as a John Bostic type player. Who you go, oh my god, what have we got? 
or it turns out to be someone like a Charles Leno or even a John Ridgway, where we've done well out of it. Do you know what I mean? We've picked someone up on waivers and it's it's been okay. But, squad, that's another good call. Because yeah, I know. In, you know, that's how we got Ridgway, the Dallas's practice squad. So cheers for that, Dallas. But <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's, it, it, maybe we might, might have to look at that because, you know, at the end of the day, it, at the moment, it's not good enough. But don't forget, though, like we mentioned before, the taking on the elite, probably the best defensive line in the NFL. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, position by position. Yeah. I, w- don't think any, I don't think any team is as strong as us in that position. No, I don't think so. And I mean, rushes and stuff, but there's no actual better in, in, in depth wise, yeah, and as a yeah, unit wise, yeah, I agree with you. You know, Allen, Payne, Sweat, Young. If he's, I say, if he's anything like, you know, before you know, in in college or was for even the second half of like in his first season, then we're onto a winner. You know, yeah. so that 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 isn't a true elite defensive line. So any offensive line's going to look bad against that. So we'll move move on to the last bit of that. Players like we've got anyway, it's, it's going to make it doubly worse. It's going to make it look even it worse than what they actually are, maybe. So. So the last bit of training camp really was Eric Bieniemy and how pissed off Eric Bieniemy is getting. I mean, you know, he's making the offense redo the huddle. He's getting, he's making them get to the line of scrimmage quicker. Players are running to their next stations when they're doing when they're doing drills. Obviously, formations are there. He's brought in a tennis ball machine, which was quite interesting. Then a tennis ball machine just, but now you've got the jugs machine normally for footballs. Well, he's brought a tennis ball machine into fire at wide receivers and at tight ends and saying, get your fucking skills up to up to speed and go like that. And the other day when... So when catching, um, catching tennis balls? Or catching, catching tennis balls. Okay. To, for hand-eye coordination. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It to, makes sense. Because you know, it's harder to catch a small ball compared to the NFL ball. I know, it's mental. And then you look at it and you go, okay, that's cool. Um, and I see what he's trying to do. But the way that he's drilling these players into saying no, this is not acceptable. We won't, you know, we're not going to have this. Apparently, Alex Armour, um, who's a fullback, had a bit of a hissy fit um, because it was a, it was a TD that didn't it, it, it didn't come through, and it, he just literally went mental at him, called him out, and said, "We don't, we don't effing do this. This is not how we play." And just got him straight back into a huddle, and it was like, "Oh, okay." And then the fans in the sideline were like, "No, you go and get him, dog." You know, what I mean? it's like, yeah, but they've not seen that either. Whereas before it was very, you know, very melodic, very walkthrough orientated. We under Scott Turner, you know, it's all oh, we'll move to the next play. It's fucking it pacey. It wasn't a coach. Let's face it, it wasn't a real coach. And the thing is, as well with EB, EB doesn't give a shit who you are. I mean, I mean, did you see what he did? <laughs> yeah. Hey, get referees, get out the fucking way and all this, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I know. He was calling referees out here, which is just like what? Well, he doesn't care. No one's no, no one's see from his bark. You know what I mean? So. You know, don't take it personally. He's got to do what he expects from you. Uh, and, you know, it, it will be hard. And as you mentioned, stuff on players and players, you know, coached hard, or as they call it. So, yeah, he is coaching them hard. And I mean, from... if you can't take that, you you, you, you want to ask for a trade because, because all he's going to do is just going to rip you and grill you if you can't handle it. You're going to lose confidence from that kind of coaching. Because some people do, you know. Some people need the arm around the shoulder. You know what I mean? And if if he's if because obviously Bienemy doesn't come across like that kind of guy that he'll do that for no. the odd guy here and there, he is just all bark, you know. So if you if you're gonna lose confidence from it, you'd better just say to say to one now and say, look, just, just trade me because I can't deal with this kind of level of coaching. But he's, he's coaching him hard, which is what we want to see. And the fitter the team is, 
obviously the better they're going to perform later down the road, which is what we want to see. We've also seen from the defence, Jack Del Rio doing his little bit of thing around formations. We've had the 5-1-5 out there um, for a lot of the a lot of the plays. I mean, when you think of that 5-1-5, I mean, I'm not too bothered about the backfield, but them five up front, when you, you talked about it before, when you add Phil Mathis into that as well, and then you're looking at the depth behind that in John Ridgeway. Yeah, this is a serious front. This is a serious, serious front, I think. It's really nice. We've I mean, just got to utilise it more. We've got to get more from the edge. That's the key. Absolutely. Maybe a pressure. We're, 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 we're lights out. You know what I mean? But it's got to be down to Sweat and Young. If, if they can produce, then we're on to a winner. But, you know, see how it goes. So... We'll get into fan questions and scouts to finish us off here. And we've got quite a few. So thank you, everyone who's uh, who's gone out there and put in fan questions. I really appreciate it. Tim Meek, uh, Indie, Indie Skins fan from uh, last week. We missed his question. Um, he, obviously, we were recording while it was submitted. So thanks, Tim. Really appreciate you holding on for this one. He says, what happens first? Uh, Washington wins the Super Bowl or London gets an NFL team? Oh. Um... I'm probably going to say London gets a team before we win. Really? Oh, well, I think, I don't I'm think gonna... it's that far away, you know. I don't think it's that far away for a London team. I think the Jags going to be going there. I think, you know, I think that'll be done in the next kind of three years. And I don't think we're going to win. Wow. Really do. Three to four years, I reckon you'll, you'll, they'll be there permanently. Yeah, and I think it's probably going to take us three to five years, I would say, to uh, to get, you know... Um... Depends what, it all depends what... Um, we do this season as in like what correct because if Josh is look man well sorry Ron no you didn't produce enough you're fired EB goes everything else and just tear it all up but then the whole team's on rebuild again the whole squad so that takes four years three to four years just to get the squad back to what the new coach wants to be so yeah man it's uh yeah it's it's an, it's an interesting one isn't it I mean I think I I I think we're quite a way away from logistically getting a London team. That's why I think the logistics of it all is... I don't think so, because the best way of doing it would be play eight home games in a row and play eight away games and be based in the US for the for that eight games. So, safe stuff. so obviously the better weather for England would be the start. So September, you know. So play your first eight games, then bang, all back to back home. Okay, okay. Wrong, it's brutal. Well, the way the way one's going to be brutal, but the thing is, though, it could it could work. You could do it. Yeah, you can have a bye week after that, and then you, you know, after that and you then, then straight into then into the away games. Yeah, and, and you could be based back in Jacksonville or or even there you go, yeah, central. Even move a little more central if you're based there for two months and just and just fly from there. So you haven't got to go ridiculous distances to say, say you've got to play Seattle or something like that. You know. Um, but I do, th- I do think it's going to be the Jags is the nearest franchise that we've got. Obviously, they're already playing at least four games here. 100%. Well, they're playing four games here. You know, Shard Khan, who's in charge of them, obviously owns Fulham um, Football Club. He owns Wembley. You know what I mean? Well, most of Wembley anyway. So, yeah, he's got his hands in a lot of um, pies over here in the UK already. Um, and it's, if it's going to be any franchise, it's going to be Jacksonville. I mean, if you think about the the franchise that they've got, the, the home attendances that they're getting aren't the highest. You know, if you think away from us, we had what I think was the lowest attendances yeah, last year in the NFL. Season for us in Jacksonville, they just don't have the fan base. Correct. We yeah, have yeah. the fan base. We just decided to stay away, you know, just to get rid of Jan Snyder. 
that's what I say. I, I reckon from now on you'll start seeing us becoming like nearly sold out every game. No, I'm, I'm not yeah, agreed. Seventy thousand. Now was it? Because he, he yeah, thereabouts, thereabouts. Yeah, seventy thousand. because obviously we weren't getting any any people in, but you know, seventy thousand easy. And now we'll get that regularly. So Tim Towner, in the, you know, he, he DM'd me. Thanks, Tim, for your questions. He says, project the offensive group breakdown of the final 53. Now, he's saying he reckons it will be 25 players, 25 players for the defence and three for the uh, specialists, obviously, uh, that are already taken up. Yeah. Um, how do you think it plays out? Now, we're not asking for every single player. We're just looking at how many on the O-line, how many QBs, how many running backs, that sort of thing. Which is a tough one, really. It is tough because there's always going to be one or two kind of shocks. There always is, isn't there? Mm. So there's always going to be an element of that, especially you know if you're looking at the defensive side and you look at the linebacker situation. That could be anybody, you know. You know, it really could just literally, really could literally be just two guys or three at max from the yeah. team on its own. That's it. Because you only play two or one. I say even yeah. So I think he he said he he reckons it will be defensive line eleven, linebackers three, DBs eleven, which I don't really disagree with him. I think that's a good call. But who's the three linebackers? Are you looking at um, Kaliki Hudson, Hudson, Jermaine J- Davis, and Barton? Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. Depending if obviously Davis is not. Oh, is available, isn't available, whatever. It so is. I think his, I think his defensive setup is absolutely spot that, on. Yeah, I think you could be right with that because obviously you need, you need normally you, you need a lot of depth on the line. You need a lot of depth in the DB area because these guys get injured regularly. You know, it's just unfortunate part of the game. Injuries will happen, um, and we've also got a lot. Actually, we've got some decent depth, man. You know? uh, in 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 the defense, yeah, absolutely. I mean, defense is no joke. Obada, KJ Henry, uh, Casey Tuhill. And you've and got the fringe guys you're talking about. They're the fringe. You know what I mean? They're yeah. The, never mind the guys you know. You haven't even mentioned. You know the the, the pains. The James Smith Williams, Payne Allen, Sweat, Chase Young. I mean, that, that, I'm already at nine there. Yeah. Uh, Ridgeway, Mathis. That's ten. That's eleven already. So there's the people like your Ben Potatoes. Uh, you know, and, and the, uh, they, they ain't making it. They ain't making it. But that's probably your eleven right there. I would say, probably, and we've, yeah, we've just named them. You need at least two each side. You know, and then DBs, safeties, wise, Cam Curl, Forrest. And you four, and then your two safeties, and then their backups. So you four, the minimum. So you're looking at ten, yeah, ten to eleven. You're going to need there. Well. Eleven again, yeah. I reckon so again. I reckon. So I reckon spot on there with 11, 3 and 11. For the offence, very difficult to, to pick because the offensive line is where the problem is. I mean, he's gone 10 on the offensive line. I'd probably go 9 um, and then maybe you either know, you add... 11 maybe because of how bad they are. Do you know what I mean? You just don't know. Um, two QBs, two QBs, that is what he's gone at. But do we get a third QB? I, I don't, is that like a freebie? I don't know how that works. No. I don't think because gets... I think you can dress a third QB on 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 game day, can't you? Is what what the rules changed? I think because of the San Francisco situation with Brock Purdy. Oh, really? I think the, uh, the yeah, I think there's a rule. So I think you can now dress three QBs, but I think I don't know if that means that you have to make another player inactive for the day. I, I don't know exactly know how that's going to work. It was always you mean you could have three dressed up, but you need to, but it needs to be in the active roster. Yeah, but I think they have to be on the active roster, absolutely. You can't have Jake Fromm. If he's not on the active roster, you can't just stick him on and dress him. As right, well. okay. 
But I think it's like, so if, if it is going to be two, then it'll be two, you know, and then obviously you practice squad guy, which you perform. So, um, yeah. And then you go, okay, then when those guys goes down, then obviously from gets promoted up to back up. So, see, the reason I go, the reason I went 9 0 linemen is because I think that you've got, I think that you're going to keep four tight ends. So, I don't think you keep three, I think you keep four. So, before you're looking at Hodges, Logan Thomas, looking at um, Cole Turner and Bates is your four. And I think they, they will stay, all four of them. Um, yeah, I think you, I think seven wide receivers is bang on. I mean, you could go the other way. You could go three tight ends and, and eight wide receivers. Or you could go 10-0 linemen. <laughs> it's yeah, really I, tough, isn't it? It's really tough. Yeah, don't forget, though, you've got three centres, three starting centres. You're not going to leave those guys out of 53. You're just not going to do that. So you're going to have three centres there. So you're going to have Gates, you're going to have Stromberg, and you're going to have Larson. Larson. Those guys mm-hmm. are going to be on the roster. So so there's three dudes. That's just one position. Never mind. But seven left. Yeah. So then if you take the if you take the set the seven left, you're gonna go I think there's yeah, seven Paul, left. We're gonna go Paul, Sidney Charles, Cosme, um uh, Cornelius Lucas, Lucas, Wiley. Wiley, that's it. We're already over it. We're already over it. So someone's not made I mean, no, hang on, there's two and then there's two more. Uh, yeah, Braden, Braden Daniels. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he could be a guy that doesn't make it, you know. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Boston, you know, and, and I mean, funny enough, funny enough, we've got Andre Jones there, who's our late seventh round draft pick. I, I honestly don't think he makes the, the 53. It'll be interesting to do. I'll tell you what we'll do with this one, Tim. This is such a good question. I think it needs its own segment. This, I think we'll probably need to talk about this a little bit further as we get towards the end of training camp, maybe after the first. Maybe after the first game um, on preseason, or, or even after the scrimmages with, um, with 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 Baltimore, maybe that's where we we get down the line with that one. But let's park that question, hence, Gals, and let's have a good look at it that's in the future. I think the hardest one to choose from the, I think, hundred percent. I think it's just the. Uh, I just think it's the offense that can be a bit of a challenge there. So the pod five for Kyle Ronick, he's put in a question for us. Cheers, Kyle. Really appreciate you um, putting it in your recording as well. So if you get the chance, go and listen to the Burgundy Zone on YouTube. A great show. Um, always been good to us. Um, so both of us, that is, as well. So, um, yeah, and if you're not in their Discord chat server, talk to Kyle on Twitter and he'll uh, let you join the Discord, which is uh, well worth doing. A um, lot, lot goes on in there. So the pod father asks, what is more likely to produce a winning season for Washington this year? Is it Chase Young having 10-plus sacks or is it Charles Leno having a Pro Bowl season? For me, it's got, it's got to be the position of weakness. So for me, it's got to be Charles Leno. If Charles Leno produces at a Pro Bowl level, oh. I mean, that's going to be... I mean, that would be like just absolute gold dust. You know, that really would be gold. I mean, um, because obviously with Chase, we're used... Let's face it, we're used to Chase not doing much. Does that make sense? We're kind of used to Chase Young not really producing too much. So our defense and our defense is that good. You mentioned the strength and depth and all the rest of it previously. The defense is just, it's just. Um, I think we'll be able to kind of handle that a lot better than if Charles Leno was dog shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree with you, mate. I, I think so, so important to be able I, to, um, how standing upright. Agreed completely. I think how success, you know, is going to be ind- indicated by this offensive line. Now, you and me have both sat here on this pod today and we both spoke about it there from Jesse's question. 
you know, if you look at the questions that we're getting in here, people are concerned about this offensive line. It's quite obvious that they're feeling exactly the same way we are. But you've also got to just just take some of it with a pinch of salt, just purely because of how good the D-line is going up against. So just Mm -hmm. bear that in mind as well, that it's going to look massive. It's going to look night and day because... But most teams don't have a a D-line like ours. You know, so that might actually... We, 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 we might be thinking that the offensive line is worse than it actually is. Do you know what I mean? So, so just kind of just uh, that's why I say park it up for a little bit for now, just to see to see what we can see on the field first in games, as in like preseason, see what the first team looked like when they're on there. You know those type of things, and then go from there. But, but yeah, man, I mean, I mean that I mean that would be goldless if we can get Leno with a Pro Bowl season like type play. Hundred percent agree with you, Leno with a Pro Bowl season for me as well. Great question though, Carl. Really appreciate that. Um, so moving on, Canada Mike has asked us about 100 questions as he normally does. Thanks, Mike. Really, really appreciate it. Honestly, keep this uh, keep this podcast rolling. So after you've had one hell of a game and your great day, the, one of the greatest days of our lives, when we're at opening day, when we win 42-10 against Arizona, uh, will you be able to <laughs> will you be able to resist the return? And he says possibly the Dolphins week 13. I wonder why he's picked that one. Is he going to that game? Uh, yeah, I think he is going to that oh, game. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, to be, it's all about the cash, to be fair. I mean, if I had the money, man. Yeah, it's hard work, man. Every, I'd go every week, you know, if I had the money and, you know, uh, fly myself out there every week. But um, so that'd be down to money. But, you know, never say never. But obviously, you know, let's, let's win some sort of competition or, you know, some sort of lottery, then it's probably <laughs> unlikely. But you never know. You never know, mate. So he's also said, will you bring back the greatest cheerleaders of all time now they're unlikely to need bodyguards? <laughs> wow, that's... I mean, for me, I, I, I've never been interested in cheerleaders. Maybe it's a British thing, because we don't have cheerleaders at sporting events. It just, it's just not a thing over here. So I've never really been interested in it. I don't really understand the need for cheerleaders to pump the crowd up. Um, we've obviously normally got like a decent DJ or a PA system that will do that that will pump it up let's face it it depends it depends how woke you are or not well we've got a dance troupe haven't we already now so you made that more inclusive so included blokes you know yeah yeah of course but i mean end of the day the cheerleaders no disrespect i mean don't get me wrong they are good at what they do they're great dancers they are athletes in their own right they really are Uh, really fit ladies not not like in books. I know what you mean. As in, as in fitness. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, they're all, unfortunately, I've always been there to be looked at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I really no. have. And it just depends how you want to play it. I mean, if you want to go back to the old way, if, if you're not as woke as others, then you might go, yeah, bring back, bring back a cheerleader. There's no harm in that. The cheerleaders obviously want the job. They obviously want to do that. You just don't want to get harassed every time they go around the place, and that's totally understandable, you know. And if 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 uh, you know if if Josh comes to that, I'd be happy, happy either way, really. If it stays the way it is, or or it goes back to the cheerleaders only, you know. It, it's, it, yeah, it doesn't really doesn't really hurt me or hurt me either way. It's kind of like yeah, great if they're there, great if, if they're not, you know. So, um, but <laughs> from their point of view, I want them to have like if they want to do that, and that's their goal and their dream and their job and all the rest of it. Then I'd like them to be back involved. You know what I mean? But it's just, yeah, it is, it is what it is. You know. Yeah, it's a nothing. It's a nothing burger for me. I've never been interested in it. I mean, I understand. I understand why you. Yeah, I. 
I understand why you, you said what you said there, and I completely agree with you. But yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a thing for me. Just stick to what we've got now. I'm I'm quite quite comfortable with it. I if you think you need a bit of hyping up, then fine. Maybe, maybe maybe you just need ten thousand Indian English football fans to come in and uh, and start chanting songs. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Bring them in. Bring some. Yeah. Factory involved. Yeah, yeah. Get some of that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Green um, Street. They might know that one better than the football factory. Maybe yeah. If the, if the he's also if the O line can protect him, how many TDs can Sam Howell throw this season? And he's put thirty four question mark. Now this relates back to your question, I believe that you asked the Burgundy Zone last week. You said, "Is this the season we go over Kirk's twenty nine? Um, you know, do we get to a 30? Yeah, and I think I think I think that's I'm expecting to be about around that area. I mean, not thirty four. I think that might be a little bit too much, but. Um... But I do think the 30 mark is, is, is achievable. I do think it's achievable if he can be protected. Um, you know, just just decently. Um, and I'm talking passing touchdowns there. I'm not talking rushing TDs. No, 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 passing. Yeah, so, you know, I think that's his ceiling, really. I think that 30 mark, you know, 32 max would probably be the most you, you probably ever see Sam Alpha in a season, to be honest. Um, but you probably get a few with his feet as well. He likes, he likes to lay the wood. So I could see him get a few wood and TDs too. I would go 25 is where I think he's going to end up there, thereabouts. Depends on the on protection because the receivers are that good. They'll get open. If you get enough protection, he's got enough time. You'll, you'll find them. So it's just, uh, it's all on that O-line, man. It's all on the O-line. It is all on the O-line. He's also asked here, has Scout secretly gone to watch the Barbie movie? <laughs> Technically, I've watched it, mate. And do you know what? I, di- I didn't actually like it at all, to be fair. Have you actually watched it, Jen? <laughs> wow. I didn't Wowza. think it was a cinema okay. for it, though. You know what I mean? Kind of a, um, you know, I'm not going to say. What... <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's so, okay. But yeah. Empowerment and stuff like that and feminism. So it wasn't really, wasn't really, it's very political based and it made it serious, really political. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm out on that type. I mean, I like politics in general, but um, yeah. Stay away, stay away from it, mate. I didn't rate it. It was awful, to be fair. But and it was obviously very political as well. So nah, not for me. But yes, you're right, Mike. I did watch it. So. <laughs> if money was no object, RFK, FedEx Field, or a brand new stadium. Well, I think it's got to be a bit of both. There, it's got to be a brand new stadium on the RFK side. For me, Agreed. that's what I'd be wanting. There's no point in trying to rebuild the RFK stadium itself because it's absolutely. I mean, we went there last year and it was just in bits. No, genuinely was. You are better off just turning yeah. that down again. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's you know my goal. That's my goal there. If if they can get that to to happen, you know, new stadium RFK. But you do have to make the infrastructure a lot better as well around the area because the, the roads is you know it's it's pretty poor. It's it's. You think these uh, FedEx is bad getting in and out in the cars? DC, uh, you know, um, RFK was quite was really bad. So it was really not, bad, right? Yeah. I know it's got a metro, which obviously helps, but there, you know, if you want to go there by car, it's a nightmare. So, um, so you got to create more roads. So it's going to be a massive building lot. That's why it's going to take years. Do you know what I mean not just not just the stadium, but you know, you got to build more roads. You got to build, you know, more bridges, whatever. That's because it is close to the. Is it the Potomac right next to it? Yeah, river. So they've got to go across, you know, more bridges and all the rest. Of it. So those things take a lot of time and obviously a lot of cost. So um, for me, it's if you, for me, it's that it's got to be that. And and for me, anywhere else, just does for me, it just doesn't cut it. Do you know what I mean? Like 
now now we've got the team back from Dan. It has to be. It has to be back in DC. Do you know what I mean? It, it feels to me it it's a spiritual to, home, and it has to be there. It has to be back in DC. I understand. Oh, you know Maryland. You know there's a you know, National Harbor and all these other places that you know might be a really good place for it. But the thing is, where the glory days was was at RFK in Washington. The name's Washington as well. So. For me, it's just, just just get us back there, man. Just just do whatever you can to do it, Josh. Just just do whatever you can. Do everything. Pull out all the stops. Agreed. So, last question from um, kind of the mic. He's put, are me, as in myself, and Scouse inviting Prime Minister Burroughs on the pod, or do we hate him? Now, uh, obviously, I have responded to... Streams there, Mike. <laughs> I know, yeah. Threw us under the bus big time, didn't you? Cheers <laughs> cheers for that, Canada, Mike. But no, in all, in all seriousness, Burroughs started... the, the he, he put the set the seed out there for us to start this pod together. Um, you know, he said, look, guys, you guys need to do that. Obviously, we've had advice and guidance from other podcasters like Kyle, you know, like Freddie as well, and, you know, Jesse and John and Keith and the likes and everybody else who's been involved in it. And we've loved this journey that we've been on. We're not going anywhere. I do want to shout out while we're here, um, obviously Andy and Freddie and yourself through the Bunker podcast, which has come to an end. Um, obviously, we appreciate and understand that life gets in the way at times. You know, Andy's building a brand with his wrestling stuff, which we completely understand. Um, he's also got, he's done full town bits and bobs going on. He has said he will appear on our show whenever he's got two minutes. And Freddie's the same, man. Freddie's got kids, do you know what I mean? And he's got a life, so... A lot of things on. He's working ridiculous hours as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, obviously he's got, you know, he's got very little family time, so... And it's hard for us to get together, you know. On, on... Time zones as well, mate. It doesn't help, does it? You know what I mean? So obviously sometimes we, we have guests and we can only do certain days and then we change our schedule to fit and it just becomes too difficult, you know. And it puts three people, you know, to try to mashed together and it's, it's very difficult to get us all there at once so um but no we don't hate we don't hate anybody that's an absolute fact no i mean and, we're, going, um, we're going to do one last podcast though we are in the next few weeks though with the oh nice just as a farewell kind of one but but again we don't know when that's going to be because obviously again as mentioned before about <laughs> um but obviously we'll definitely get one out there in the next couple of weeks or so um two three weeks something like that um just like a farewell one for the fans really um but yeah, um, what, what are you going to say there, mate? I was just going to say there, we've got to spend eight hours on a plane uh, each way with Burroughs and then four days in a bloody accommodation with him. So, yeah, we're certainly not uh, you know, so hating anybody. Welcome. Always welcome on the show. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's no problem. And Freddie, we're going to meet Freddie for the first time. This He's obviously with us in um, at week one in, in, in the stadium. He's got our tickets, actually, so... Uh... <laughs> Better show up now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it's, um, it'll be interesting. So we're looking forward to seeing Freddie. But yeah, it's a shame the bunker's obviously gone. Um, I want, you know, everybody that's listened to that, this fair play. Lately, you know, I know. For a while. I mean, as you, as you know, and, and the bunker fans know, we've not done too many shows recently over the past couple of months, really. Maybe like one or two here and there. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, say, it's just, just logistics of it all, mate. It's just very difficult. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Darren, I enjoy, I enjoy being on there. I'm talking to those two, you know, I love working with them. It's just you know, things, things happen. Don't they? It's not just myself; it's all three of us. We've all got, you mentioned Bowers, what he's doing, and Freddie, and you know these things. Uh, I think these things happen, you know. 
They do. They do indeed, unfortunately. Um, Darren Hathley's asked, will Canada Mike run out of questions before the start of the season? <laughs> it, doesn't look like it. it doesn't look like it, does it? He keeps, <laughs> keeps piling them in. Top man, top man. And Ty, T-Mac, um, you know, he's asked on Twitter, um, he is listening to the pod. He hasn't been... I've been, I've been digging them out recently. Like, you have, you have. Leave him alone, Scouts. Leave him alone. Isn't he listening? Bully. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's come out and he said, what do you want to see from the joint practices with the Ravens? Well, I want, I want, to, see, I want to see physicality. That's what I want to see. I want to see us go out there, play 100% and just mow these fuckers down. Simple as that. I want to go in there and go, oh, offensive line just dominates their defensive line. And then we'll be all thinking... Shit, maybe we do have an okay offensive line, you know, just you know, cross, you know, cross fingers, touch wood, you know, all the rest of it. But that's what I want to see. I, I want to see. I want to see us light them up. That's what I want to see. I don't want to. I don't want to be close. I don't want to be a good day for us and a and a bad day the next day. I just want to go out there and just show and just dominate. And, that, and that's what I want to see. You know, then that'll tell me that we're on the right, definitely on the right track because you no know, Baltimore, no joke. You know, they're always a playoff team. Do you know what I mean? So if we can go into their backyard and start dominating. Happy days, man. That put us in a great, a great spot before we start the season. Agreed completely with you. So my wife Karen has said, "Who would you like? Who would you support if it was not the Redskins?" And yes, she did say the R word. What do you mean? No, if you mean like if if there was no Redskins ever. No, if you weren't, yeah, if you weren't a Washington supporter, who do you think you would support in the NFL, or do you not think you'd be an NFL fan? Um. I think I would, but obviously, you know, as as, we, as you know, my story, I've been brought up with it from my brother, so my brother's older than me, so so I've been brought up that way. But if, if that, if I think that wasn't there, you probably it probably take me a lot longer to get involved. I think you know, you're looking at probably you know, maybe ten years, maybe only of of kind of fandom, and and who were the best teams then? Who were the best teams? Who were the best teams ten years ago? Because let's face it, if you've got no affinity to a team or or an area. What you're gonna What are you gonna do? You're gonna pick. You're gonna pick the team's good, aren't you? Or yeah. So what are you, are you doing? The, the Patriots. Team, you might love the owner or the coach or whatever. So you know, being honest, I probably I probably would end up being a Pats fan. And I and I'd, yeah, I'd rather, thinking about that, I'd rather slip me on wrist. To be fair, rather than being a Pats fan and can't stand them fools. But but again, I probably would have been. I probably would have picked them because they were the creme de la creme around that time frame. So. So for me, it's Green Bay. I'd probably be a Green Bay Packers fan purely and simply because most of my mates were Green Bay fans. Um, so I probably would have had an influence from them at the time. Uh, you know, I did, I'll be honest with you, I did watch them, not watch them as in, oh, I'm watching them growing up, like, oh yeah, you know, they were amazing. But I did watch Green Bay's highlights, that sort of thing, until it got to the stage where I didn't have a team to pin my colours to the mask. But again, it's similar because Green Bay were a decent side 10 years ago. You know what I mean? That's kind of where we're at, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, especially with my fandom, that, that's where I am anyway. You had the Prime Rogers then. Prime Rogers days, yeah. Around that time, so exactly, yeah, um, yeah, man. You know, that th- they would have been a good team to root for at uh, that time frame, and I think that was what what it would be. But being that I've grown up from, with it, from you know, my, my first my first thoughts were, was actually the Super Bowl. Wow, yeah, that's my very first thoughts. But I was. So young, I was just getting in, like just like just watching the game with, with my brother. That's how I started off with. Um, I think that obviously him is going, you know, oh, this is a, you know, this is the Super Bowl, this is the creme de la creme game, this is the, you know, all. Like, <laughs> you obviously don't really understand what's going on. You're like, oh, right, yeah, okay, yeah, and then you know what I mean. <laughs> it's all downhill from there, scouting it. It's all downhill, yeah. So, 
Um, so hopefully we're on the way back up now. We'll finally hit that <laughs> the, the horrible peak of the horribleness. Hopefully now we're going to be on the way up. But, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, when I'm thinking about these things, I, I probably wouldn't even be a fan. I, I, I couldn't see myself supporting somebody else. But, obviously, you just don't know, do you, when you first start off? You don't. Yeah, you you've got, got no idea. No affinity or no loyalty to someone or something. Then you you just pick some random, wouldn't you? Let's face it. Absolutely. Next question then from Karen is Trevor Lawrence. She says on a one to ten, how good is his hair? Silverman <laughs> woman question, isn't it? I mean, but to be honest with you, I love his hair. I think you know yeah, when you yeah, look at him, he looks like a pony. Long, isn't it? You know, so ah. I'd probably give him a, a good a good nine out of ten there. But yeah, he's got a solid a solid eight. Shoulders. He needs to get the advertisements going with his hair. But does he do any advertisements? I'm not sure, mate. But that would be a classic. That would be a good, a good advertisement. But um, but yeah, man, he should, he definitely should have some sort of hair product um advertisement. Anyway, the uh, last question she's got then is says top five quarterbacks in the NFL. What's your list? The top five in a row. Yeah, it's a list of one. Currently, three. yeah, currently, who's your top five? Mahomes. Yep. Josh Allen. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts. And hmm. <laughs> tough, isn't it? Very tough. Probably, probably, for talent-wise, probably Herbert. Good shout, good shout. I was going to go, are you going to go Herbert? Because for me, and I would say my top five now would be pretty similar. Um, Mahomes, one. Two, probably Joe Burrow. I would say over Allen. Allen's possibly third on my list. Aaron Rodgers probably got to be in there. Just just now, double back-to-back MVP. Oh. Still don't know what he's going to do, do on, the, on the Jets, do you? But... Um, still, they, still up there. Know, you know what I mean. So, Doesn't matter, mate. Tom Brady was still the goat. You, you would always probably have him in your top five, and then I'd say Jalen Hurts is probably I there. Tom Brady, and if he was playing this season, I wouldn't have Tom Brady in the top five. No, no, because he's not that good. Wow. Oh, give me a pro- give me maybe a Tom Brady from maybe three, four, five years ago. Yeah, okay. Well, I think that fifth place is really difficult because be you could have maybe two. You could probably have two or three quarterbacks there. I mean. Trevor Lawrence, right up there. Um, is he better than Herbert? I don't think so. Is he better than Herbert? The thing, thing is with I Herbert, do. I was like, you know, he's more like he's like, he's, he's like a fancier Kirk Cousins, isn't he? Because you know, he, yeah, he is. Had a, you know what I mean? Loads of yards, loads of touchdowns. Um, plays hurt all the time, which he does. He always gets hurt. Um, I, 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 like I mean, him. he's very talented, but again, I went off talent for the fifth one. Yeah. But okay. you could go. But you could go another way route. You could go another route. Um, you, you could go a, you know, as you mentioned. I mean, I wouldn't. I think I think it's a bit high for Lawrence personally. But, um, you know. You yeah, I think he's. I think if he takes in the quarterbacks, you know. Mm. No, maybe, maybe you know if Russell Wilson comes back into his. his yeah, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so you know those things could happen. Um, but again, from 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 today, that they they, they would be my five. Cool. 
Well, that's us then. That's us done for another week. Next week is going to be very interesting. We've got the NFC East Roundtable. We've got UK uh, UK Giants fan, UK Cam- uh, Commanders fans, obviously, as us. We've got UK Cowboys fans and we've got UK Eagles fans as well. So it should be the whole of us represented. Um, we have reached out to them all. They've all kind of agreed and said, yeah, we'll be we're ready, we're ready, raring to go. They've had a month's notice, so they better show up. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen next week where it'll be a bit more of a, a, a piss-takey episode where we'll, we'll, we'll be taking the piss out of each other's franchises and hopefully looking at what we've done in the uh, off-season. Um, in the draft and into training camp as well. So it should be a really good episode. But yeah, thanks for your time again, mate. Um, appreciate you being on with me. And thanks for chopping it up. And we will see you again next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to The One Point Safety Show. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please subscribe to the podcast, and if you'd be kind enough, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us both on Twitter, at ScouseAndy20 and at ScottyH84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of The One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.